Whereas Andorra, we've had to deposit 60,000 euros to the government to just to just to be able to live in the country for two years. So really? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. What happens to the 60,000? Hello, legends, and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. I really hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of the season just gone with Freddie Ovet. That one dropped on Wednesday. If you haven't listened to it already, go back and check it out. It is so interesting. If you want to find out more about Freddie Ovet, really interesting story and journey through pro cycling, chasing that dream of a world tour contract, and then realizing well, he didn't really want it. And now he races with Legion, doing you know everything that he loves with bike racing, which is a really good story. And then, of course, we preview the Zwift Worlds because I tell you what, Freddie is a massive sniff of winning that men's title. Now, we've got more on the Zwift UCI World Championships action. This is the whole point of this podcast today because we're talking with Bree and Jay Vine. How good. The husband and wife duo on the Australian national esports team. So um, this episode is an absolute cracker. Obviously, you would have heard of Jay before. Uh, Jay won the Zwift Academy a few years ago, got the Alperson Phoenix development contract, and he obviously, he proves his worth. You saw him in the Vuelta last year. This guy is going to win races, and he's going to win stages, certainly Grand Tour stages. Think those sort of breakaways in the Giro, in the Vuelta, he is there, he's that strong. Now, Bree, his wife, is a gun on a bicycle and also an avid racer and a very experienced Zwift racer. Now, Bree's finished in the top 10 of the Zwift Worlds before, and she races quite a lot, used to race on the road back when they were in Australia, and now she is, well, she's an absolute ripper. So this episode is really good, right? We talk about how they got together, actually, Bree and Jay, and their sort of journey together through cycling and improving as they went, and then how they moved to Europe, um, and then, of course, we dive deep. Now, I mean, we dive really deep into the Zwift world's uh, recon, preparation, training, and all the little things they're doing to make sure they've got the ultimate chance to take home those world championship bands for Australia in this weekend's race. Now, they mentioned they're doing one thing, which is I haven't heard of before in terms of preparation for the race. Really, really interesting. And when you guys hear it, you just can be like, wow, that is so cool. So anyway, I'm just rambling on now. This is Bree and Jay Vine for the upcoming World Championships this weekend. Start that ergo up, legends. Get on the commute because it's time for the Pressure Room Podcast. I'll see you soon. Yep. That works? Yeah, yeah we can yeah, hear you. We yeah. can hear you, no problems. I think my headphones just died. But um, oh, okay. that's fine. <laughs> what I was going to say is, you know, you hear um, like Girona and Dora, I don't even know like where that is. I know where they are, but like in relation to each other, how far away is Girona from Andorra? Like, it's about a two and a half, two hour, three hour drive from the, well, where we live in Andorra to where we lived in Girona. Um, the basically the same distance from Andorra to to Barcelona as it is from Andorra to Girona. So they're all basically. We used to live in Canberra. Sydney was two and a half, three hours up the road. So it's basically we're doing trips to and from Sydney from Canberra. So yeah. we're used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And why did you guys move to Andorra? Well, um, visas, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, you know, we we're going to have to do the visa process again with Spain anyway. Um, the taxes are cheaper up in Andorra. The riding's better for me, at least, not for Brie, not so much. Not for me so much. Um, Bit of climbing, it's fine. And, yeah, we're, we're going to make the move up here eventually. We wanted a bigger apartment. Um, we had to go back to Australia to do our Spanish visas again. Hmm. Like, we would have had to go back to lodge it, and Andorra, we didn't have to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, it just made sense to get it all done. Yeah. The end goal was to always move up to Andorra. We fell in love with it. It was just, it was a really great place. Um, 
especially just for future years and setting us up where Javona, I think, is a really good starting out location where, where all the junior rides can go. You can get a handle on everything. You can catch a train to everything. It was just logical. But, yeah, Andorra was definitely the end goal. Also, there's quite a lot of expense with moving to Andorra. Like <laughs> uh, Spain don't require any deposits to get a to get a visa for a year. Whereas Andorra, we've had to deposit 60,000 euros to the government to just to just to be able to live in the country for two years. So really? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. What, what happens to the 60,000? Do they give it back when it yeah, yeah. So when you leave, they give it back to you. But <laughs> it's obviously not a small sum of money just to, you know, that's like three of our cars back in Australia. <laughs> wow. So that was a yeah. squeeze. Yeah. So yeah, we've had to get a loan to pay that. And um yeah, just just to be able to to move up here. So wow. That's a big commitment. And yeah. yeah. Is that the same for any Australians trying to get that visa you guys are on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Well, any country, like any- anyone that wants to move to Andorra, if you can prove that you're not going to be liable, not, not, not a criminal mm. um, and not going to rely on their system and you can hand them 60 grand, you can move here. <laughs> wow that's very interesting that's cool that's kind of what i wanted to know because um i know you always hear about how logistically challenging it is for to move over to to europe and and Andorra and Girona, that sort of stuff and um yeah it's very, very interesting but hey um thanks again for coming on the podcast brie and jay i didn't really do a proper introduction but i don't know i kind of just like to steam in straight to the conversation and it you know, you start listening, you feel like you just sort of walked in on someone else's conversation, but yep. that's how I'm going. <laughs> that's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so Swift Worlds, I'd love to talk about that, but I also want to know more about you guys because, um, you know, Jay, you obviously came through, well, the Zwift Academy, right? That's kind of how you got your, I uh, guess, your entry into the world tour. Would you say that? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so you were you were the first year where they had a male and a female participant, oh, winner, I think. Is that right? No, I was the first year where the male winners got a professional gig. Oh. So the women had got professional gigs up until that point and the men had just been given uh, development contracts and it was only under 23s. Rebecca. Um, I was the first year where they went, all right, no, no, we're actually going to give you a professional contract. Mm. Um, it's obviously not going to be Rodgelick money. <laughs> yeah. Well, but we're going, to, be nice. we're going to give you enough money that you can get to Europe and survive wow. for at least 12 months. So, yeah. Yeah, just, a, I guess, a well, a lifeline, a chance. That's um, that's pretty cool. And, Bree, what about you? When did you get into cycling? Have you always been um, like a competitive cyclist? <laughs> no, not even close. Um, basically, Jay and I started riding at high school. Um, basically, I just started riding so I could spend more time with Jay. Um, and yeah. that's how I got into it. Yeah. Um, Jay- she, she started her first ride was I just upgraded my upgraded to a mountain bike. I think we were mm. 19. Yeah. Um, and it was oh back in the day we were so dumb back in the day when the 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 the, the banks had just worked out that hey if we advertise interest free credit cards for 12 months <laughs> to young people they'll snap them up thinking yeah. that oh yeah i'll pay that off in 12 months and we did not 4 years later we still had that bill but anyway um so i just upgraded my mountain bike and i'd given my large hardtail debris mm. and we were riding mount stromlo and i think we must have taken two and a half hours to do one loop of stromlo with every little rock ledge debris <laughs> riding up to it stopping oh no <laughs> sort of falling off walking the bike off it 
and then writing to the next bit. Yeah. Um, it was not a smooth process. But, hey, we developed and... Um, Got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically... Yeah. yeah. And then we just started doing mountain bike riding and then that developed into some racing with, like, Rocky Trail Entertainment and... Marathons. Marathons with um, Davey Sprocket. He was um, one of our sponsors um, in the early days. And then we started moving to road cycling just to help with our training for marathons. Yeah. Um, because that's a lot cheaper on parts and, and we, everything. And we loved we loved the mountain biking. Um, we just weren't good at it. We oh, we were not good at it. <laughs> uh, I, it, it it's, it's, it's funny, but I often joke that a good race for me wasn't a result. It was finishing with all the skin still attached to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pretty didn't crash as much, but... Um, I wasn't risking it for the biscuit though yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um but then yeah we switched to to road um brie well brie had an accident on the mountain bike she tore basically all the ligaments in her right mm. in her right hand basically the thumb was basically detached um and it was detached for almost six or seven months whilst the doctors oh. worked out what was detached because the health system was fantastic <laughs> um could you move it brie was it just kind yeah, of like- I could I could still move it. It was just it wasn't working properly. It was very weak and lots of pain and stuff like that. But it was it was based. It's called um, cyclist thumb or mountain biker's thumb, oh. and it's basically you've just pulled it completely off. So now I've got like a weird thing where I could do that. Um, it's just yeah. And, that was um, just one of the crashes. Yeah, but that, that basically took Brie out of mountain biking yeah. um, and I shortly followed after to focus on the, the road cycling. Mm. Um, yeah, doing a couple of UCI races in New Zealand, falling in love with road cycling, L- literally classic sitting in a cafe before a race going, it's 11 o'clock in the, in the morning, it's at a cafe, the race starts in an hour. This is the life I want. This yeah. and not quite processing the hard work that's involved in doing that every day <laughs> on a limited calorie budget. All that stuff that goes into it. it It'll be yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, fell in love with the sport then um, at the ripe old age of twenty three, maybe mm. twenty four. Was that the so. New Zealand? Um, was that the cycle classic? Cycle classic. Yes. Yes. Nice. Yeah. 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 You were dabbling in NRS as well at that stage and everything. Yeah. 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 I was doing the NRS as well. Um, Not competitively, but I was finishing races and doing all that, maybe doing a few attacks, nothing fancy. Yeah. Um, And then it was just our local club races that I was doing as well. And it was really so I could just get fit and lose some weight and, um, really just spend time with Jay. And it was really good, actually. Like, that's how I started. And I just stayed at the NRS level. Um, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, we we basically are training partners. So um, as as I've progressed through the levels, Bree's progressed through the levels, mm-hmm. obviously, to try and keep up. Um, so Not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, now she can't really join me for my full training like mm. weeks or anything like that but you know we often pick you know one or two days throughout the week plus maybe a recovery ride to all right we're going to go out on these days and yeah ride around together it is good like that isn't it my um my partner megan's also um rides and races and stuff so it's pretty it's a good way especially if you just like um you know just scheduling a couple of recovery rides or like an easy ride for you jay and you know it's a pretty cool way to spend time together isn't it yeah yeah it's it's a good way to develop a relationship as well you're both cooked you're both tired and then there's also the mint times where you're just having an absolute blast like i think yeah i really love our riding dates and even if it's like an hour recovery ride or whether it's a five hour thrash myself just to hold his wheel. Like it's just a really great amount of fun. Yeah. And I mean, we're both really like nature as well. So Mm. like being in 
not not being in a super urban area, um, both Girona and Andorra are basically very similar to Canberra, where mm. you oh. you head five minutes out of town and you're in the countryside. So, yeah, we're, we we love that. So yeah, that's awesome. And Bree, did you do any of the um, the early editions of the Zwift Academy? Were you using Zwift then? Yeah. So I. And I don't know, did I do it with Jess when Jess won? No, no I didn't. Do, I don't think I did it when Jess won, but um, I did do one of them um, just when, when Jay won. And it was just to see how I was going, keeping fit. Um, at that time, we were doing the Premier League as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that was just, I was at my fittest, I was using cycling to um, just de-stress and have as a mental release as well. Work was pretty full on. Um, and, yeah, so I did the Zwift Academy as well, gave that a really good um, crack. Um, I think she made the semi-finals yeah, or something. Where you put the interviews in and do all that. Cool. Um, which was really cool. To be honest, botched the interviews so bad. Like. Okay. I've yeah. watched a few of them. It was not. <laughs> what, what was wrong with them? Uh, I just, I was not in a very good time. I I had um, some family stuff going on and I left it a bit too last minute. And I think you could probably tell in the interviews I had been crying that day. It was a mess. It was not well done. Okay. But in the grand scheme of things, it was the right decision and everything. And I had a huge amount of fun doing it. Yeah. Um, I think it was also the same time Brie was preparing, or we were both preparing for Worlds as well mm. on, on Zwift. And um, Brie, yeah, Brie, Brie well, Worlds was the, the main target. And Brie managed to actually finish the race and I had a dropout halfway through it. Because oh. I'm the better one. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, weren't you 10th, Brie? Was it 10th? Uh, yeah, 10th, 8th. 10th or 8th or something. One like of that. them. I was top 10. 10. Top 10, um, yeah. Top 10. That was really good. I actually really surprised myself with that. Um, I was really focusing on it and I was doing lots of racing with the Premier League. But, yeah, I honestly didn't expect a top 10. But the course suited me with just the one-minute climb um it wasn't anything hugely long so it wasn't a pure 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 climber um yeah but yeah it was actually uh, a really good result yeah but yeah, yeah breeze breeze a bit of a ruler but still has that mountain bike that mountain bike aspect where she needs it to be like a hard race the whole time yeah okay. um, i can't do stop and start yeah the the stop start just an attritional Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that's also what really impacted me with the NRS racing as well, because it was go as hard as you can up climbs and then it would back off and then go as hard as you can. And I just, that's not my style of racing. So for this year, I'm really hoping it's just a hard race for whole time, but it could go either way at this stage. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, how does it go? Like, how do you get onto the Australian esports team? How does that? How do you? Get um, how does that work? Yeah, so there's a few different ways. So, um, last year we ended up just putting in a EOI and putting our race results. And um, obviously, we I had been racing the Premier League at that stage. Jay had. Were you doing Premier League? I think I'd done. I'd, You've I'd, done. I'd done the selection races for it, but it came at a time where I was just full focused on the Zwift Academy. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I didn't actually, I only raced one round. <laughs> yeah. But you were active on Zwift. So we ended up just submitting all that data um, and going, these are our race results. This is why we think would be good. This is what we could do for the team. Um, this year was a bit different. They had qualifiers as well. Um, so that was so um, cycling federations wouldn't, just cherry pick the riders they could actually have everyone compete it's an open level um because in other countries yeah because yeah. last year other countries not going to name names but they didn't want to invest in the whereabouts programs mm. for zwift oh. so a couple of other federations selected track riders and mountain bikers and people who had probably never even logged into a Zwift account before 
rough. Mm-hmm. So just just to fill spots, um, and they didn't have to pay the extra money to do a whereabouts um, test for any of these guys because UCI and Zwift are trying to make this legitimate, not just with the equipment, but also they don't really want, you know, a Lance Armstrong or a Jan Ulrich showing up, doped up to their gills on whatever um, and smashing everyone. So Mm. they, this year they've brought it, they've opened it up to, you can select riders through a qualifying Mm. system um, as well as an EOI system, Mm. as well as a wildcard system done through Zwift. So um, we were both selected through the EOI program. Um, None of the times for our um, qualifiers qualifiers were (laughs) at a reasonable hour for us, obviously. Yeah. Plus, I don't know if I would have been available to show up. <laughs> to, no, I'm pretty sure them. you were at races when I yeah the the 18. EOIs were sorry the um the qualifying. the qualifying rounds were I think around the Volta slash Burgos for me. So obviously I wasn't going to be able to show up to those. So mm. I'm lucky that I got a I got a spot. Um, but, You're no big person. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was I think it was a good mix of of ways to get selected this year. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. And like, it's obviously becoming so much bigger now. Just the esports and cycling is, you know, especially now that they've properly made Zwift the main, you know, uh, the game for it. Do you think now, like, does it feel like? the world championships at least from the first year that's been held do you reckon it's grown in prestige amongst like just cyclists in general i i'm not sure mm. like to be honest i think i think they made the right call by instead of having the world champs at the end of the year like they did last last time in 2020 mm. moving it to you know at least february that riders on the road have the opportunity to show up with some okay fitness um like if if they'd run it in december again i would have been on the bike for maybe (laughs) maybe six weeks after a four-week off period so i wouldn't even bother stepping onto the trainer because i wouldn't take that spot away from someone but now that it's you know late february you know i've got parry nice on the 6th of march so i'm starting to build up ready for, for that not let alone my other goals that are in late april so it's it gives the opportunity for in real life riders to race on the trainers but also there's more prize money in swift worlds than there is flanders for crying out loud yeah what is it eight eight k euro for both yeah. eight eight yeah. grand That's for the win damn good that's uh, yeah. <laughs> the way of of your um deposit to Andorra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and every and, penny counts. And I mean, yeah. even once you do the split across <laughs> across the across the riders, it's 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 but you're better off than you know an eight man or a seven man team going to the Tour of Flanders. So yeah. for I'm I'm guessing this race for me is going to be about seventy five minutes. So eight grand for seventy five minutes. Or, you know, I think the prize money for, I think it's like seven or eight grand for the win at Flanders for, you know, six hours. Yeah. So. Dollars, dollars <laughs> per yeah. Yeah. That's good. And what about you, Brie? Like, I think even, it might be even bigger in prestige in women's cycling because it's kind of come up, e-racing, at least on the women's side, from what I can see, has almost grown at a similar rate to um, like the women's world tour and women's professional yeah. cycling and Australian cycling. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the prize money in women's cycling has been talked about a lot and that's improving. Mm. Um, but mm. yeah, for you, that's yeah. pretty sick. Um, I think it's definitely grown at a very fast rate for the females. Um, I think there's a lot more professional women racing Zwift than there are men race uh, male professionals racing Zwift um and that's just 
potentially because it works well with their calendars. It's also um, probably uh, just it, it does work with um, team sponsors like Canyon Australian, for example, they're heavily involved with um, Zwift. Obviously, Alpsen are as well, but Alpsen don't race for Premier Leagues where uh, Canyon Tram do. Yeah. Um, so they are already setting that tone in the Zwift peloton and the um, women's in real life pillow as well. Like there's a fair few professional women's teams that do race for Premier League. And I think that's automatically translated onto Zwift Worlds as well. Um, I think it could also have something to do with the, the style of racing. So, mm-hmm. for example, like my, my racing is, I think, basically I've done 10 race days already this year. And every day, apart from the time trials, have been four hours. Like you, you just don't race that long on on the on the trainers, whereas the women's races they are shorter. Sure. Mm. So you know, I think you know, two and a half, three hours. It's it's not doesn't sound like a lot, but it's twenty five percent shorter racing. Mm, so yeah. you, you stick the women and go all right, go full gas for eighty minutes. That that is a good chunk of. And an in real life race for them. Mm. Um, combine that with the fact that the women's world tour. Hopefully, it'll change this year with the the women's tour de France. But they don't. You, you don't put women's pelotons on. All right, go do a thirty minute climb. Like I think there might be one mm. in the whole of yeah. the women's calendar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like whereas the men, they they're regularly doing 30 minute climbs, at least 20 minute climbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to, to work on, you know, that high power, that all, that all day high average Watts mm-hmm. is much more of a, a women's style of racing than a men's style of racing. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I was trying to say, yeah. I mean, yeah. At the moment, if there was a 30 minute climb in the women's pro tour, it'd just be, Van Vluten, yeah, <laughs> she'd just be riding on her own, and she... yep. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, it, nonetheless, it's going to be pretty sick when um, they do go to the tour. I'm so looking forward, yeah, and um, it's going to yeah. be really good, yeah. That's probably another actually, just thinking about it now, like another um, example of how women's cycling um, and esports cycling in the female side is growing at the same right rate with Zwift getting behind the Tour de France fans, which is. Yeah. 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 And it's Zwift, you can do that. You can have a male Peloton and a female Peloton do the same race. Like, Mm, is not our question doing a 56K course with the same amount of climbing as the males are. Mm. But in the same breath, I would not go and suggest having the women do 21 days, 21 days of back to back, like, three four hour races minimum um because that's something they're just not a hundred percent used to yet and the nutrition rate on the the women's sorry attrition rate on the women's pillow would just be insane um (laughs) and that's not saying the girls are any worse or anything like that it's just what we're used to and the levels of racing and how long the races go for Mm. where zwift doing an, what you said 75 minutes for 75 you minutes, yeah. maybe what an uh, extra maybe seven minutes seven yeah um yeah yeah so it is doable on swift where it's not so doable outside in the real life as well so hmm. there is the option for the women to be going at the same level as for men on swift i mean you see it you see it in the other disciplines like soccer cross the men and the women do a basically the same time, mm. different distances, but basically the same time. Same the cross country, they basically the, the idea of the cross country is you do about an, an hour 10, maybe an hour 20, if you're talking about four or five years ago. Yep. But that's basically how they work out the times on those. So the men and the women get the same broadcast time for their sponsors on, on TV. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it's, they're still 
amazing performances. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good start. Um, I'm not so sure about having the Sean's Elise as stage one, like that seems a yeah. bit, yeah. Or it's going to be weird, but I mean, it's the first time it's ever happened yeah. for, for me at least. So yeah. yeah, I'm interested. I guess it, it does give the opportunity for a sprinter to wear the Jersey. Whereas, mm. you know, in, if, if they were to do a time trial or oh, a harder stage rider the whole way. Yeah. yeah. Someone will just wear the Jersey for the whole time. So yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. rise for movie star. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Yeah. yeah. What are her odds? Her yeah. odds are like four cents yeah. <laughs> for the win. Well, Hey, Bree, I, w- I want to know about your, your training for Zwift Worlds because obviously, Jay, you're, you're riding, you know, you've been racing already and, and you had a pretty good start to the year. So, you know, most of your training, I imagine, is, you know, it's, you're, you're doing it already, right, out on the road racing. But, Bree, what are you doing? How do you like to train for Zwift? Do you actually do you just train on Zwift? Do you train on the road? What, what do you do? Yeah, so um, this year, oh, last year, I should say, um. I, we made the decision of I won't do any in real life racing and it was only going to be swift racing if my t- um, team Aero qualified for a Premier League. Nice. Fortunately, things fell over with that um, and just availability of riders and yeah. try and do their su- in real life summer racing. It, we just didn't have enough team members. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of took a step back and then it was okay, what else can I train for? And Swift Worlds was the first on my list because it doesn't matter if, like, I can't hurt myself during Swift Worlds. It's it's super easy. It, it works with Jay's training and schedules. Like, I can just hop on the trainer anytime, watch Jay's racing, drop him off at the airport, come back, whatever I need to do, it works. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been focusing on just working on my powers and trying to suit the course. So the course got announced a couple of months ago. Yeah. Yeah, about a couple of months ago. And we figured out, okay, it's about a three, four minute climb. Um, so Jay's my coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has been this whole time. Um, and so he um, talks me through what I should be doing. So I was doing a lot of VO2 work, a lot of efforts around the three, four minute mark and just killing myself. So I was heading out to Els Angels and um, doing hill repeats and um, under overs and efforts. Um, Is that outside? Yeah, yeah. So that's actually outside that I was doing it. Um, We didn't actually have a Zwift set up for quite some time, um, just with logistics and um, try and get everything sorted as well. So we only got a Zwift set up November. November, yeah, yeah. So we got set up on your. um, I've only seen on your Instagram. It's pretty cool if anyone's you when you're listening. Check out Instagram. (laughs) It's like on a little like raised loft bit. The way you've got set up, yeah. What it's actually it? a bed base. Yeah. <laughs> a, a non-removable bed base. Yeah. So instead of waste that space, we decided to... Perfect, though. Yeah. It's a perfect fit. Yeah. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far with Bree and Jay. What an awesome couple they are. And there is so much juicy stuff on the backside of this little snippet. But I wanted to jump in and make sure that everyone is following the Press Room Podcast on Instagram. That is the go-to for all the information that's on this podcast and all the updates. Speaking of updates, I know. Jethro, just tell us who the title sponsor is. Tell us, please soon next week next week will be the announcement of the title sponsor oh my word it is so exciting i can't wait to tell you all it's just on the tip of my tongue and you know what you probably can all guess right now and if you can guess message me and i'll tell you if you're right or wrong actually no i won't but i certainly will afterwards when i announce it it's so exciting it's going to be cool so make sure you're following the page and um yeah thanks so much for listening enjoy the rest of the podcast it, it works well. I was a bit nervous at first because 
Uh, the layout of the room's really weird where they were basically our only options to use the bed base or have the trainer like in the direct middle of a room and you waste that whole room. Um, and I was a bit nervous because Jay was like, oh, I'll give it a go. And I was like, oh, it's so high. So like high. we're going to small. <laughs> but no, it's it's actually fine. Jay, I'm only five foot three. I'm, <laughs> I'm not used to being this high. This is so high. What is this? <laughs> um but yeah. and lots of people have commented going aren't you scared but genuinely it's actually a lot more stable than I first thought um and we've made sure we put mats down and everything so we've got the extra grip um and yeah so we ended up getting the Zwift set up done in October and obviously we had the move in between that as well um October November and yeah it's just been doing a bit of Zwift racing, just not a Premier League level race or anything. It was just a bit of a um, WRTL, whatever I could find on the uh, Zwift companion app, smashing myself trying to keep up with just the men's A-grade group. Normally I find that is an intense ride and none of them being professional riders or the Premier League, they were just Joe Bloggs racing A-grade. Um, I'll right. get my ass handed to me. But, but- do you have a per- they're they're, they're riding around at five watts per kilo and breeze oh, yeah. they're trying to trying to do four <laughs> watts per kilo yeah. average for an hour so it's yeah it's a bit of a jump yeah hard hard work but do you choose like uh you know because there's some races you always have the crits in the morning or at least my morning yeah. um yeah. and like throughout the day you sometimes get more of the hilly ones scattered in there the london circuits or oh the hilly volcano circuit. do you like to choose a hillier course when you're racing the a grade um yeah, so when it's with the men, it's a bit of an in-between. At first, I was doing back-to-back races, so I'd try and do three races in a row. Um, one would be a crit, one would be a bit of a flatter section, and then one would be a climb, and I'd always guarantee have my ass handed to me in a climb because um, they can just yeah. go. Um, and, yeah, so it was the repeatability that I was trying to get. Um, and then if it was a really short session, then I'd just do a climbing race and just drill myself. Um, and yeah, so that was actually a really good way just to get the intensity back in. So, and also learn how to race on Zwift again, because it is, it is different to, to racing or riding on the road, you know, Mm. learning the game mechanics, not just, oh, what the power-ups are, but like, when to go through the bunch. A bit a bit geeky here, but where you have to place your avatar and how how little you modulate your watts. Like we might be talking 10 or 15 watts here. Mm. Like most That's like huge. All, the, all those people out there are going, well, I know what 10, 15 watts. I don't need a power meter. I I, I have the 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 power meter. I can tell you what that is. I cannot. That 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 amount of watts will determine if you are in the draft. Or if you're not in the draft, or if you're in the draft using more energy than you have to, mm. you know. Mm. So, you know, if you if you're doing 30 extra watts in the draft than you have to be, you know, that that's nearly what that's nearly, you know, 10% of your FTP that you don't have to be using, um, which will hurt you later down the track. Yep. Um, so all these little nuances, you know, when the bunch you know, and then then the actual racing, when the bunch will surge up climbs, yep. how, how when you can afford to let the bunch string out over the top of climbs so that you don't have to be always at the front doing work. So, you know, I, I don't have as much of that experience like in the last couple of months because um, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been here to do that. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm sort of going to rely on, a little cram session this week and you know my my in real life numbers so. i can give you some tips it's okay yeah all right brie now you can be the coach the zoof coach i can tell you yeah. how but it's, it's and that's actually just one thing that did make it better for me with Zwift racing. It was knowing those nuances and how to yeah. really just ride the bunch to my benefit. Um, yeah. And that actually really helped me for in real life racing as well. When I was doing it at the NRS, it was, I wasn't thinking about that whilst I was racing domestic racing. I was just gassing myself and holding the wheel and went, 
this is the power I have to do. Similar to when I ride with Jay, it's just whatever watts I have to do, I do those watts. Um, But for Zwift, there is a really fine balance. And especially for females, the percentages are so small. You do not have a huge amount of room. If I go over by 10%, that's a huge amount. Um, But it's not a huge amount of watts. It's not huge numbers. It could be five watts, 10 watts. 10 watts. And that's massive. Um, So for me, I had no choice but to learn it. Um, And then apply that to in real life racing of, okay, I can afford to sandbag this hill or I need to be moving up through for this Mm. corner because there's going to be a sprint out of it. It's going to be strung out, you know, stuff like that. Mm. It it improved breeze in real life racing Mm. immensely, especially Mm. when, you know, the, the women's NRS at least, when we were racing it, mm. there was four, maybe five races throughout the year. So yeah. maybe 10 race days mm. total for the women, mm. um, maybe 15 stages. So there's not a lot of time, whereas Brie could do 15, back back 15 races in the space mm. of, you know, three weeks on Zwift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I yeah. like the back-to-back racing thing. I always like to do... Um, in the morning, if I have a if I have a race coming up in real life, one of my favorite sessions is on a Thursday. You can get up and do like a five thirty crit, and then rest for twenty minutes, and then there's a six thirty crit, and yeah, you yeah. high intense ones, and you know it's that one with the the dolphin parade with that hill. Ah, uh, yep, yep. So it's just yep. like sixty. I love that one. <laughs> like thirty second sprints. No matter how what grade you're in, you're sprinting up yep. that hill, and every yep. time. Yeah, every time and, and and over the top too. But don't you think like the, the good thing about the game with regards to helping your, your in real life racing is mm. you kind of, I don't know, do you reckon you get a bit more comfortable with being in like the hurt box when you're really on the edge, but, you know, you're safe, you're connected to your bike. So maybe you've yeah. got less inhibition to process what's going on versus yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Jay, what you, you know, if you're on the river and you're going 55K an hour, but there's like, 20 people either side of you those decisions maybe aren't as clear i don't know or maybe get better at doing them yeah um one thing uh one thing i did make i'd make a joke at swift academy was a lot of the a lot of the people when they're you know really deep mm. into their session trying to get the best numbers you'd, you'd see them close their eyes and start doing that i was like i oh, made the joke that. i made the joke of no nah, the moment you close your eyes null void that effort is doesn't count anymore um because obviously yeah. you can't do that on the road mm. but um yeah i think i i still think i still stand by i put the best numbers out on the road especially in racing so mm. i i i don't i don't really think that there's maybe tactically uh you're not 100 percent there um but i mean that's why we have radios isn't it so that's true. Yeah. I think um, it is good because you can absolutely gas yourself and know where that point is. I think um, on Zwift, I would be able to go 100% deep and then get to that point where I'm shaking on the bike and go, oh, okay, I couldn't do this out on the road. Yeah. Also, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you blow up on Zwift and it's, you know, five, like you said, 5.30 in the morning on a Thursday, crit, Mm. It, do- it doesn't matter if you blow up you you, yeah. you come 40th who cares <laughs> who cares yeah you you then, you then know for your race your saturday club race all right there's my limit i'm going to be a bit more conservative so i can finish mm. this thing and possibly get a better result you know the only thing i will also comment about is like I do see a lot of it on the Zwift like socials as well, where you see riders racing the Premier Leagues, for example, or just some bike race, and they'll be in a completely different position to what they would be in real life on Mm. the bike. Like there's a few people that will be climbing completely on the hoods, like not aerodynamic and everything. You just see them tapping away, love and life. At 60 RPM for... 20 20 minutes yeah and my only thoughts about that is yes Zwift is really great to train for in real life racing I think Neve Bradbury said it perfectly she goes it my racing in real life is completely different to Zwift it can Zwift can definitely help by all means it can 
but there is some nuances where it's people are getting away with things on Zwift where they wouldn't necessarily in in real life yeah. as well. Like I got I got made fun of. I think the the Premier League race that I did in Australia before my academy went, I was training for the time trial at Nationals. Oh yeah, this yeah. And I did the Premier League race on the time trial bike in the position that I was going to be racing and put a photo up on Instagram. And it was like, why are you in the aero position? You're not going to go any faster. It's like, no, I'm not, but I'm <laughs> training and working on the position. Go, like, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get both things at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do more than one thing at once. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, but, that is yeah. a good point though. That's, um, that's what I think about when, People are talking about the, you know, that's one of the topics going on at the moment is, you know, uh, the safety of TT bikes. Do we need mm-hmm. them? I always thought, yeah, like what you're doing, just what you just did for the Nationals, like you could train your position at least a little bit on the ergo, you know. But yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. But, okay, back to... Um, so many good topics eh? but um, what I want to know is what do you guys think of the course would you have chosen this course for a world New York Knickerbocker well for me to be honest I would have chosen the biggest longest mountain that we've got <laughs> but, um... <laughs> yeah you can just go away with that idea. <laughs> um, I think it's I think it's good that it looks like they're going to change the course from year to year Mm, like yeah. I think I think it's 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 good in the sense that we're gonna have a different style of winner every year. Mm. Um they you know like, like like the actual in real life worlds. Um this the course is I think very balanced, you know, the you know, 900 meters of climbing in 50Ks, three times up the climb. It's not a, it's if they'd gone the other, I'm not sure if, if everyone listening here knows the, the New York courses, but if they'd done it reverse, like they've done the, the descent as the climb, it, we would have had a diff, completely different yeah. outcome because it's not a stepped climb. It's not a 30 yeah. seconds on, 30 seconds off mm. type climb. It's a much more consistent, you could go from the bottom quite comfortably, I think, on, yeah. on that direction. Thanks for um, not doing that, Zwift. <laughs> um, which would suit Cheers. other people more than more yeah. than more than, more than others. Um, yeah, we're, we're yeah we're we're very similar, but sort of the complete opposite ends of the course spectrum suit each other. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a good course. The I mean the the middle bit's going to be a bit boring because mm. I don't think it's it's quite challenging enough. Um, the, it'll depend on how the how the how the federations race it, um, but I mean, if it's raced hard, then it's going to be very attritional because there's a lot of climbing even on mm. on the flat sections, yeah. flat quote unquote sections in between. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be very interesting. It really depends on how they race it. Like- the the last the 2021 I think was a bit easy, like a bit very easy. I'm going to say. Um, it was a safe course, I think. It's, I mean, it's classic. It was the first route that they opened on Zwift back in 2013 or something. Mm. Oh. But it was, yeah, it was a bit easy for a, a world championship course with a, you know, a, a one minute climb at the end. Um, mm. So I think this year is a lot much more, much more well rounded, hard. Mm. It's going to, there's going to be more, more tactics, um, more attritional. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I yeah. think it has all the characteristics to be an amazing race, like genuinely such a fun race. Mm. But it also has the risk of being one heck of a boring race where it's lighted up on climb, everyone comes back together on the descent and just dawdles around, lighted up on the climb. But if it's a hard race the whole time, oh, boy, it's going to be great. Like (laughs) that's going to be a really interesting anyone could win that race yeah but if it's sit up hard sit up it's yeah i i don't know and it does have those ashley that- mullen pass away yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it could be a really good course i'd love to see actually the world champs course ridden um the 2015 is that the course oh, on Zwift? 
Yeah, yeah, Richmond. Yeah. I I genuinely uh, like maybe added in a little bit more climbing or something there. I would genuinely love to see one of those be written. I know there'll be probably some site going, oh well, it's not the actual uh, world course. Why are they doing it? I don't care. I love that course. Yeah. I think that would actually be such a cool. See, whereas course. I'd be more interested in Innsbruck. Uh, or that 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 would be a much more course for me, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stay married here, or <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay just wants the Uber pretzel, eh? Yeah, basically, and no, yeah. that's finishing that's... on the Alp. <laughs> Not oh, a climber. Radio tower. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So, what about? Um, so you're going back to Girona to to race? Is that right? In a hotel? Yep. 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 What? Yeah. 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 So we've booked an Airbnb for the night. Um, because obviously we're at, I think, 13, 13. nearly 1,400 metres in Andorra. Um, so, yeah, the the altitude's not a not, not, not in our favour right now. So, it's actually been yeah. really tricky trying to train and prep being at altitude and how that affects the numbers and try and take that into account too. It'll be different. Yeah on world by right on all accounts hopefully um, yeah, well. but yeah so we basically went it's not even an option to do it just here so we've got a three-hour drive the morning of setting up all our trainers doing all verification stuff testing testing, testing. eating rains everything and then we jump on the trainers straight away so yeah right. we'll be at 150 meters i think the place in Girona is going to be yeah. um, above sea level. So that's a lot more reasonable than 13. Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> that's what this podcast is about. We're going down from altitude. For Marginal the gains. <laughs> just love it. No, that's so good, though. That's awesome. I'm really interested about that. What about, um, like, are you doing anything with, um, what can you do with the bike? Like chains, cassettes, all that sort of stuff. Are you doing anything special there, like wax chains and is that a thing? No, not doing anything really there. Uh, there is something that they've put in this time that they didn't have last time, which is the trainer difficulty is on its max setting, mm. whereas last time I think it was had to be minimum 50%. Yep. Um, yep. And that completely changes the ride experience on Zwift. Yep. So yep. Oh, yep. completely. So it doesn't actually change your watts or anything like that, but it means that, um, like I don't know if you if you if you've ridden Zwift without any difficulty setting, you can basically just leave it in fifty three eleven the whole ride. Um, whereas max trainer setting, when you are going, when you are on the final climb 40, and it hits yeah. fourteen or eighteen percent or whatever it is, unless you're doing well for me seven watts per kilo, you need to be in the little ring with maybe a twenty five. Yeah. So actually changing gears, you know, we might see drop chains in this race. Yeah. That's a real possibility. Um, the, whereas last time you basically could stay in the big ring. Well, no, you did not basically, you did. you did stay in the big ring the entire event this time. Yeah. Gear selection will be, and it's Crucial. such a harsh climb as well with those gradient changes because yeah. of those steps. It's crucial. You you do have like for myself personally, trade secret. I will be changing gears mm. and I have to take front that yeah. from my front chain ring, and I have to factor that in of when I do it because along those flats, you, you spin out. You spin yeah. out. Even yeah. by myself, I was spinning out, so I have to change that gear. But the if the, the 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 steepest part of the climb is too much for a fifty. There a is 50, no 30, way. I think yeah. is what you're running. Yeah. So. Even on my 30. easiest is, I think I go down to about sixty RPM at my slowest, mm. and I'm hoping because Vapello will be hitting those climbs with a fair bit of speed, we shouldn't. It shouldn't be too bad, and hopefully training's been harder than the actual race, but could go either way but definitely a chance of dropping chains or i know people jamming them for sure yeah, yeah. or people getting too bogged down at mm. 40 rpm that they can't accelerate yep. yeah that's true the the handbrake on the on the trader 
It, yeah. it actually reminds me, like, I mean, weight doesn't matter on the bicycle for, for Zwift. So it made me think of, like, one way to stop your chain dropping is, like, you know, the very first bike you ever have, the BMX bike, it has that fairing over the chain yep. ring. You know, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be screwing that onto the bike and just the fail safe, you know, my old yep. Cincinnati 500 BMX bike special to bring worlds home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a post and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, other, the other thing you could do would be to stick a, a smaller, well, the SRAM, the SRAM gears have it a little bit easier than the Shimano gears with their, um, smaller front rings i think they run like 50s as standard or 48s Mm -hmm. as standard but they have a 10 tooth all the way to like a 40 tooth at the back so you could almost say that the shram have a advantage with not needing necessarily to change front rings Mm -hmm. but you know or just brute force it like me yes or just (laughs) brute force (laughs) Um, okay, well, um, I've got a few more questions. That's very interesting. Oh, also, I've got to note how strong the Australian team is. It is balling. It's so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like Australia is like the, the team out of all the nations that is taking it like the most seriously. And, and or maybe Australia is just the biggest nation on Zwift. I don't know, but it's just a massive team. It's so strong, male and female. It's stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Britain and the US have some really strong riders as well. Um, and a lot of them do the Premier League and have been racing the Premier Leagues. As one thing I'll go, they've been racing this year a lot on it and they've got some strong riders. Um, Australia, we've got lots of in real life riders that are also committed to Zwift. Like we've got some really strong on. On all sides, Freddie Ovet, we've got you, obviously, not that you're that important. Um, we've got Ben Hill. We also have, like, Sarah Gigante, Justin yeah. Barrow, like, you name it. We've got some strong riders, like Vicky Whitlaw. She is a beast on Zwift. She knows the ins and outs. So, it's yeah, it's going to be really cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I obviously think, Neve, I should say. Yeah. Cool. I, think, um, I think we've got... We've definitely got the setup and the teams to be able to make the racing the way we want it. Mm. Um, and you know, just like in just like in in real life racing, we are going to work together as a team to oh. to make the races our own. You know, so cool. it's not just and and this that's the other good thing about this course. It's not. It is hard enough that mm. actually using a team to tactically make the race hard or easier in certain spots does work. Whereas the previous generation, of course, was a bit too easy. It was a bit too flat. Mm. It just. It really did just blob around the entire race until the finish. So, yeah. World Championship blob. Mm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's very good. All on that. Um, it just made me think, I mean, having the world championship jersey in the game, like, I mean, in real life too, but having it in the game is so cool. But I want to know, for both you, Bree and Jay, if you could choose one prize that you get in the game, so it's something you get given in the game for winning the world and being the world champion on Zwift, um, what would it be? Like, to give you an idea... If, if I won, which I never would unless I was racing um, F grade, uh, I would like a billboard in New York with me on it in the jersey. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah. that's cool. I yeah. was thinking like a, a cool bike design or paint job or some oh, kind of stickers or something. Cool that would be, like, yeah, like yeah. that would be pretty hectic. I'd, I'd, I. Oh, he's thinking. You've got me thinking now. <laughs> if it if it doesn't have to be a bike or something like that, I. Do you want? Like- I don't know. I think I think a. This is probably going a bit far, but you know, like a, from from Canberra, a a local course or a local climb or something that I used to do all the time. 
modeled in the game as its own like oh, world i reckon that'd cool. be that'd be a pretty and Baby. then yeah like yeah have something like that do a black mountain on, have a black mountain or swift and a mount ainsley or you know something like or five peaks or something like that in canberra modeled in the game would be yeah i reckon that'd be pretty cool that would be cool or yeah you like your house your apartment at the top of the alp instead of the, the whatever thing that's up there yeah, the, the Yeti or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rate that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that would give them more courses and everything and, yeah. Yeah. I'd rate that. I, I've heard <laughs> that one there in the background, they're working on like a moon world. Oh, really? Right. Okay. Yeah, like Rainbow Road Mario Kart style. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I've heard on another podcast that Eric Min was on and I remember he said something like, you know, we'd love to have something like Rainbow Road. Like it doesn't have to be on Earth. That's cool. I A bit distracting, I, I think. I feel like that uh... would take away, like that definitely comes into more of a, the gamers side of things. I don't think Zwift want to be seen as just the game. They want to be seen as a training platform. I, they're trying to blur the lines more. And I think if they were to do that, sounds awesome. Like, like hell, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got dinosaurs in the game. Why not? Um, I think that would definitely push it to more of a, a gamers kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Whether that's bad or good, I don't know, but that would be cool. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> I agree with you. I think that'd be one step far, but it is always interesting to see where they go with the game. Um, mm. Okay. Last question. Um, if you can't, do you have to choose the Tron bike for the race? No. What do you choose? Um, Breeze all over the over the rules. I I just rock up and pedal. It's so I actually want to talk to the girls about it tomorrow and just go, what's the go here? Um, um but no. I've been told all the same gear. Okay. Everyone has the same gear. But then when I I was reading the um the rule book last night and it was saying you can't select Tron bike and you can't do this, but then it said all game or all equipment will be the same to make it equal. But if they're saying you can't pick the Tron bike, that makes me go, okay, well you can pick some other bikes. So I just want to clarify with the team, but from my understanding, everything's the same, hmm. which if that's the case, doesn't matter what you pick. It doesn't matter what you pick. And it's, that's a bit disappointing, to be honest. Yeah, because, um, I mean, that, that was the fun thing about Zwift. Um, it was a risk with what, what yeah, you took. You, you know, you, you, you go, okay, I'm going to take the lightest equipment for the, the final, knowing that it's going to be slower, like in real life, throughout mm -hmm. the, the main course. But if I pick the, the more aero gear, I'm going to save, you know, yep. half a percentage so that I can really you know, use all my, my Watts on the final mm. climb. So there was, there was these nuances. And if you'd done the research, you know, and the practice, and the practice yeah. of each of the equipment items, you know, and what was the best for you, you know, it's, you know, what's best for me isn't necessarily what's best for Brie for, yeah. uh, for these world courses, but we've been told that everything's neutralized and everything's yeah. the same. I think it takes a little bit away from it. Yeah, and it's a bit annoying. Like, I understand the logic of it. I do go, okay, well, yeah, it's Swift, fine. But I do go, well, I've been practising using the Tron bike, for example. I, I know for a fact I'm not going to race on the Tron bike and even if I could pick any bike, it sure as hell wasn't going to be the Tron bike. But that took away a whole process of me trying to figure out what bike I'll be riding and, and what wheels I'll be uh, using because that's normally what I do before a race. I try and figure that all out and play to my strengths. But And that benefits the Zwifter who's ridden Zwift for ages. And yeah. that's yeah. part of the game. You, you want a time trialist who's practiced all this to ride a time trial bike for example in a race i'm going back to in real life topics here but mm. but you get the idea so yeah i think it's all standardized which is okay i'm not the biggest fan but i get it yeah 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 no fair points very fair mm. fair points um 
Well, Bree and Jay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, the Press Room Podcast. No problems. Thank you for having us. Yeah. 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 I feel like great. we've, yeah. Yaps your ear off. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, Legends. That's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. The second episode of Season 2. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Huge thank you to Bree and Jay for coming on the podcast and giving us their insight and opening the door into their world and, of course, previewing the Zwift World Championships. If you want to watch the Zwift Worlds, you can watch it on Zwift's YouTube channel. So they're streaming it live. So you can watch it either live or um, if you miss it, you can watch it after the fact just on their channel at any time. Um, so yeah, make sure you tune in there because someone from Australia is certainly going to win those world championship bands. Um, the team is absolutely stacked. From there, I mean, we've got a massive season of guests coming up. The podcast is going back to weekly pods, okay? And we'll have a new episode coming up very soon. But of course, the big title sponsor announcement is coming next week. So I'll leave you with that. Thanks for listening, Legends, and I'll see you again real soon. Bye.